praise the Lord. This is Dr. Ruth. Let us continue with the teaching. So we move on here in verse 44, verse, verses 44 through verse 46 will, dis, will describe two parables. The parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl. I pick it up here in verse 44. The Lord Jesus continues, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Okay, in the uh, Asian Jewish culture, uh, if someone on earth a treasure like gold or silver, and I believe even in many cultures, probably even till today, if that person is financially capable, they can go back and, and purchase the entire field uh, as their own. So we see the Lord Jesus comparing the kingdom of God, of God like a treasure that once you find it, you realize the value. You realize the priceless value that you go back and you want all of it. Glory to God. This parable is just highlighting how priceless the kingdom of God is. You can put a price to it. And guess what? We can receive that for free because Jesus Christ died on that cross for every human being. But each of us must make a choice to accept him. I hope you have made that choice. Verse 45, again, the Lord continues, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Self-explanatory, the kingdom of God is something that once you come to the true realization of who God is, his love for you, his joy and his peace, boy, it's worth giving up everything to follow God. It's worth giving up everything just to get a taste of the kingdom of God. These two parables are just teaching about the priceless value of God's kingdom. How God's kingdom is worth pursuing and giving up all these so-called earthly pleasures. So true. I accept a hundred percent. I'm sure you have tasted the goodness of God in your life to agree with what the Lord Jesus is teaching here. Okay, we move on to the next parable, which is the seventh and the last parable in this uh, chapter is called the parable of the net. I want to let you know right away that this parable, the principle here, is very similar to that of the parable of the wheats. Okay? So let me begin here in verse 47. Once again, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. Verse 48. When it was full the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in basket, but threw the bad away. You see what I was saying? Here we see the Lord comparing two types of people. Mm -hmm. The genuine Christian and the counterfeit one. How the kingdom of God is just like a night. You're just preaching and everyone can listen, but at the end... At the end, he will distinguish the genuine and the counterfeit, which is what he is referring here, that he threw the bad ones away. Those are the counterfeit Christians. 
or the unbelievers. Uh, verse 49, this is how it will be at the end of the age. There you go, referring to the end times, similar concepts uh, taught there in the parable of the weeds. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous, just like I had just said. Uh, verse 50, and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and garnishing of teeth. Again, we see the Lord describing hell. Hell is real. God sends no one to hell. God has made a way. God has provided a path for every human being to avoid hell. And that path is Jesus Christ. He died on the cross, was buried, and was raised from the death. That is the path that God has provided for you, for me, for every human being, not to go to hell. You see, let me just say this. I have heard some people say, if God is so loving, why would he send people to hell? Friend, I am here to categorically tell you that God sends no one to hell. God sends no one to hell. People choose to go to hell based on their own individual choice when they reject Jesus Christ as the perfect sacrifice for their sins. God has told us throughout the scriptures, he wishes for none to perish before all to have eternal life. God sent his only begotten son to die on that cross that whoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. Friend, God sends no one to hell. If you have been deceived by the enemy that God is not good because he sends people to hell, it is a lie. God sends no one to hell. God is a good, good God who became a man in the person of Jesus Christ and died on that cross so you can receive forgiveness and do not go to hell. But the choice is yours. So I have spoken the truth. It's up to you to make a decision. God sends no one to hell. Okay? Hope you choose wisely and accept Jesus and avoid hell because hell is real. Hello friends, this is Dr. Ruth here. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to share with you our ministry offer that is available to you as a donation to this ministry throughout my teachings out of the Gospels. So, I have two resources that I know will bless you tremendously because these two books have blessed hundreds of people. So, the two books all have to do with the ministry of Jesus Christ. So, the first one is titled, Who is the Real Jesus? And the second one is titled, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus? So, for a ministry donation of $50 or more, this includes shipping and handling. If you live here in the USA, we will mail these two books to you today. Okay, it will provide added clarity, added teaching about the Gospels, the ministry of Jesus, the work of Christ. These are phenomenal resources that would add into the teaching here I'm doing in the Gospels and, and help you to really have a deeper revelation and walk with the Lord. So again, this comes to us as a donation and we thank you in advance for considering that. Again, the books are Who is the Real Jesus? And the other one is, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus? 
for a ministry donation of $50 or more if you live in the USA. But if you cannot afford both books and you just want one, it's okay too. We thank you for your donation. So who is the real Jesus for a donation of $25 or more, including shipping and handling? And then the other book, Are You Moving Forward with Jesus, would be $35, including shipping and handling. We will mail these books to you today. The advantage of getting both books is that you would save $10, okay? So again, this ministry offer is only available for those who live within the USA because we cannot ship overseas. But if you live overseas and you're listening to me, you can get these books from Amazon. So here is how you can donate through us directly to get this book as a ministry offer. Our safe and secure website is drruthtanyi.org slash donate. Again, drruthtanyi.org slash donate. And then uh, if you live in the USA, we also receive donations through Zelle. And here's the telephone number for Zelle. 909-501-9031. Again, 909-501-9031. And then we also accept donations through Cash App. And the name there is the dollar sign Dr. Ruth Tanyi. Or if you just want to bless us with a one-time donation to help us produce more teachings like this and pay for studio time, we thank you abundantly uh, from the bottom of our hearts. And God says thank you. And God is so faithful that he will bless you back abundantly, exceedingly. So I want to thank you in advance for purchasing this additional ministry resources to help you to gain a better revelation of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you. Here is the teaching. Verse um, 51. Have you understood all these things? Now, the Lord Jesus had just taught his last parable in this chapter, and now he is asking his disciples, have you understood everything I have just taught in parables about the kingdom of God? And I am asking you the same question. Have you understood everything? Surely, during the time of the Lord Jesus' earthly ministry, I am certain that the disciples did not understand everything. No, but even though they, their reply was yes, they really did not. Because we know that later on, they themselves verbalized that they understood. And also because, remember, they were not indwelt by the Holy Spirit yet. That only happened after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his ascension back into heaven on the day of Pentecost, as we are told in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came and indwelt the first century disciples and the Holy Spirit is indwelling us now. And the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus Christ to us and them and reveals godly truths to us. So even though these disciples said, yes, it was a very limited understanding, but us today with the Holy Spirit we can have a fuller understanding of these parables compared to the disciples so let's see how the Lord uh, ended this uh, teaching here verse 52 he said to them meaning he said to the disciples because remember 
the disciples said they understood. So the Lord said, therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. So this sentence, the Lord is just uh, teaching the disciples. Okay, now you understood what I just said about the kingdom of God. So now the new treasures that you have received, i.e. the new teachings about the kingdom of God has to be viewed differently compared to the Old Testament and all the new teach the newer teachings that the Lord was teaching them about the kingdom of God has to be viewed viewed much much differently. And when they looked at the Old Testament, they have to look at the Old Testament through the lens of the new teachings about the kingdom of God, which is more about a personal relationship with God through Christ. Okay, it's more about liberty. God's grace, God's love, and not do's and don'ts like the Old Testament law. So that brings us to the end of the Lord Jesus' teaching or teachings in parables in this chapter. So we get to the last few verses in this chapter, verses 53 all the way to verse 58, which will bring us to the end. We would learn about how the Lord was rejected. In his own hometown. So we come to verse 53. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue and they were amazed. Okay. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? They ask. <laughs> Isn't that something? In his own hometown, and the reason, the primary reason they were asking is because they were too familiar with him. The people in his hometown probably saw him growing up as a young boy. And now they are doubting his, his teachings and his power. So they were looking at the Lord Jesus through the physical eyes and not through the spiritual lens. So that opened the door for unbelief. And we will see how... Uh, their unbelief continued here in verse 55 the people in Jesus' hometown continued isn't this the carpenter's son isn't his mother's name Mary and aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon and Judas verse 56 aren't all his sisters with us where then did this man get all these things verse 57 and they took offense at him it's a shame yep it's what i often call the jesus syndrome in other words it's a popular saying that goes like this familiarity breeds contempt these people were so used to jesus in their hometown they despise his um powers they could not see the lord jesus beyond his physical abilities and it is unfortunate oftentimes the people that are closest to us such as our closest friends and family members don't see our potential mm -hmm. please don't let that bother you if this happened to the Lord Jesus I am sure it will happen to many of us as a Bible teacher myself I have experienced this that some of my closest friends 
didn't quite acknowledge, didn't quite uh, appreciate my Bible teachings and ministry. But thank God that God has turned things around and they have come to a place of acknowledging the work of God in my life and in my ministry. But it's sad because a lot of times God may want to talk to us or talk to family members through someone in their household who is a preacher or a pastor, but they ignore that, they dismiss that because they see the person every day, they take the person for granted. Friend, I am speaking to you right now. If you have a family member, a personal friend who is a pastor, preacher, uh, evangelist, apostles, try not to take that for granted because doing that, you would block the flow of God through that person to you. Because the way God works, God always begins his work with our immediate circle. Please listen to this. If you are struggling with any issue in your life right now and you have a close friend, family member who is a Bible teacher, pastor, or in a leadership role, and there is evidence in their life that they are truly working with the Lord, God would attempt first to reach you through that person. Obviously, his first attempt is always his word. But if you are struggling with just taking the word of God and believing it, God would attempt to walk, to reach you through that person. If you reject that, you will reject God's hand in helping you. So don't take people for granted. That would lead to unbelief and doubt, and you would be the one to suffer, not the preacher. So let's see what happened here when the people in Jesus' town took him for granted. So uh, they took offense at him because of his miraculous works and his powerful teachings. But Jesus said to them, listen to his response, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. What a shame. They did not honor him. And look at verse 58. The saddest, one of the saddest verses in the Bible. In my view, verse 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Whew. Let me read that again. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. What's going on here? These people in Jesus' hometown took offense at him. They despised him. They could not see him through the lens of the spirit. They saw him in the physical. They disregarded his teachings and his miracles. So that led to unbelief. As a result, their unbelief limited or prevented the Lord Jesus from performing many miracles there and helping them. Please take note. It did not say that their unbelief prevented Jesus. No. What happened is that because they had unbelief, the Lord Jesus, unbelief will block the manifestation and the power of God's work in your life. Jesus was willing but their unbelief, remember, without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. Jesus could not because the people did not believe. 
but Jesus could have, but the people refused to welcome it. The people refused to accept it. So the Lord was like, okay, I won't do it because you won't receive it. Again, it goes to free choice. Remember, according to your faith, it shall be done unto you. These people did not have the faith to believe. So guess what? It did not happen. This had nothing to do with Jesus. It's all about them. Who lost out? They lost out, not Jesus. Likewise, like I was saying, if there is a Bible teacher, a, a prophet, evangelist, an apostle, a pastor, in your family member or a close friend, if you despise them, if you refuse to see them through the lens of God and you only see them in the physical because you've known them, you are only preventing you from receiving God's blessings because you know what that uh, Bible teacher pastor will go somewhere else and bless somebody else and that would be your fault and not God's okay so friend don't take anyone for granted no matter how close you are to them be opened God can walk through anybody in Jesus name I hope you receive that and that brings me to the end of Matthew chapter 13. So let us go over the major principles and application. I have already discussed pretty much all of this. So I will summarize this as a take home message. So we come to principle number one. This is coming right out of the parable of the sower. Your response or your reaction to God's word determines the outcome or the results you receive. Like I said earlier, it has nothing to do with God or his word. God's word is perfect. It is flawless. It is how you react to it. It's how you respond to it. It's how you take it seriously. We talked about that second principle. The kingdom of God is a process. So never be intimidated by somebody else's fruit or somebody else's growth as a Christian. You will get there if you stay steadfast, have your eyes focused on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith is a process. Okay, remember the Lord Jesus said you come into the kingdom with a childlike faith and it will grow. And throughout the process, God will be with you. And also the third major principle, I discussed this in depth. I want to just talk about the visible and the invisible church. So we should be aware that not everyone who goes to church is the true follower of Jesus Christ. So the general applications here, are, I already preached this. So please be certain that your response to God's word is in accordance to God's teachings. Okay. If you want godly results. If you want the peace of God, the joy of God, the strength of God, and the ability to witness for Christ, then you have to come in agreement with God's word. You practice his teachings. You become steadfast in spending quiet time with the Lord and trusting the Holy Spirit to walk through you and be patient. Okay, Satan can only steal the word of God from you if you allow him through busyness. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. caring too much about the deceitfulness of wealth in this world we talked about that or harboring chronic doubt and refusing to do anything about that so again you have control 
over how you allow the word of God to be nurtured in your heart. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches us to guard our hearts with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. That is out of Proverbs 4. It's up to you how you guard your heart, not God. God has given you a choice. It's up to you to make a decision today that beginning right now, I will allow the word of God to take root in my heart. I would make some time to study the word of God and, and pray and fellowship with God and have regular Bible studies and take my Christian work seriously. And friend, as you do that, the word of God will, will begin to, to take root, deep roots in your heart and scriptures will be planted in your heart. And when the enemy comes to steal the word of God through doubt, those scriptures will jump out and you're going to say in the name of Jesus, I dare you enemy, you will not steal from me. That is the right attitude. You have control over your heart, not God. But the Holy Spirit is there to help you. Okay? And as I said earlier, this internal pressures, this worrying and uh, trying to walk 70, 80 hours a week and not getting enough sleep. These things will, will dull you. So try to have balance in your life and become more sensitive to God's word. So as you do all of these things, like the Lord Jesus said, you will start to experience the full benefits of God's kingdom in your heart. And those benefits of joy, peace will be evident by many others. And you will be able to spill over the goodness of God all over your surroundings. And you will be blessed. God will be glorified and others will be blessed as well. In Jesus name, I hope you receive that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your kingdom, which is in us, Holy Spirit. Teach us how to be stirred. Teach us how to take your words and apply them in our lives and just obey you and trust you so that the kingdom of God can start to walk its way in our hearts, just like the yeast needs to needs a process of time to walk his way through the door and eventually rises likewise we trust you as we take your words we plant them in our hearts through the power of the holy spirit you are supernaturally changing our circumstances we thank you for god you are faithful father god i thank you for every listener who is listening to me today father thank you for all of those who have come to faith in jesus christ that you go before them to protect the way you are emboldening them daily to stand by the word of god thank you father god for you're such a good god and i know by faith you have answered this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. After today's lesson, we hope you now have a richer and deeper understanding of how the kingdom of God is working in your life. And if all the spiritual truths taught by the Lord in all those parables seems like a lot to remember, keep in mind, you can always go back and re-listen to the teaching again and again. Before we wrap up today, I want to remind you to visit our website, drruthtanyi.org. That's D-R-R-U-T-H-T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G. And check out our upcoming events. And while on the website, 
remember to visit our e-bookstore and obtain a copy of Dr. Ruth's two-hour audio CD teaching. Here's the title again. Did God Really Say That? How to Overcome Doubt and Receive God's Promises. Life-Changing Lessons from Overcoming Metastasis Colon Cancer. Then, follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can watch Dr. Ruth's videos 24-7. May you enjoy God's blessings today. I am Chris Oram. Bye for now.